says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. I want to talk to you tonight from this title, Standing for Truth. Standing for Truth. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Man, last uh, September, can't believe it was, uh, it's already been four or five months. But last September, I, ta- I taught a series entitled The Great Reset. And we looked at the visions that Daniel had concerning the kingdoms of this world that were to come um, and to be around at the end of days. And as one kingdom came into power, another one would rise up shortly after and conquer that former kingdom. And those kingdoms were represented by animals as we looked into But we know that whenever a new kingdom, uh, a new power uh, comes into office, a a reset occurs. Things change. Administrations change. People uh, are are booted out and and new people come in. There's a reset that happens. Things change and only time will tell if changes are good or they are bad. But with this world, and that is headed on a crash course with the book of Revelation, things appear to be going from bad to worse. Uh, the only reason we say that is because we know the end of the book. And we know that what that picture draws, what Revelation shows us, what the end of the world must be like. And we can look around in this world today and we can see things moving in that direction rather quickly. And as Bishop has been teaching about coming out of Sodom and exposing the true face and true intentions of sin, the truth is, is this world that we live in is different today than it was a year ago. The world we live in is different now than it was a year ago or two years ago. We live in a different America today than we did a year ago. And with all my heart, I wish I could say that it is a better world, a better America, but it looks like it's not moving in that direction. And as we meet here tonight, on the other side of the globe, many world leaders are meeting right now, discussing the future of the world and what they call the Great Reset. And as much as I had hoped that maybe their meeting would be canceled, it hasn't been canceled. And it appears that their agenda will be coming to a neighborhood near us. No nation, it looks like, will stand against it. No superpower will veto its agenda. America will not stand in its way. In fact, America is finally being on board with the one world government structure If you thought things have progressed rapidly over the past nine months, you better buckle up. 
because things are going to be changing even quicker than we can expect. Just the amount of change that has happened this month is staggering. From January 1st until today, the amount of change that has taken place and the speed at which it has happened is incredible. President Joe Biden has been in office for eight days now, and the amount of change that he has done is astounding. The effects of him signing executive orders hasn't hit us yet, but let me tell you, the change is coming. Just an idea of the amount of change that is taking place currently, the last six presidents in their first week of office the most executive orders that was ever signed out of those six was five executive orders. Out of the la- five executive orders out of the last uh, was the most out of the last six presidents. That's 20, 30 years. Do you know how many President Joe Biden has signed so far? Upwards of 36, and it's fastly increasing. 36 in one week compared to five, compared to the past six presidents. 36 executive orders. Change is coming, and it's coming fast. The pastor that prayed at the end of Joe Biden's inauguration last week, he prayed like this. In the name of our common faith, he prayed. What what name is that? I, I, I don't know what that name is. I've never... Really heard that before, the name of our common faith. Why didn't he pray in the name that is above every name? If he is a pastor of a church, why didn't he pray in the name that is above every name? But instead he chose to say, in the name of our common faith. Why didn't that pastor pray that prayed over this current administration? Why didn't he pray in Jesus' name? Well, our text says, 1 John 4, 3, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Why would you not pray in Jesus' name? Why would you not say that name? John wrote that 2,000 years ago, and he said the spirit of Antichrist was already present back then. And do you think it's been hibernating for some 2,000 years? No. The spirit of Antichrist has been working, and I know everyone is waiting for the Antichrist. But let's not forget who will possess the Antichrist will be the spirit of Antichrist. And if the spirit of Antichrist is already at work here, uh, we can already see him here building the one world government in order for the Antichrist to rise up and to take power over. And so the, the, the devil's already here. The, 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 the devil's in the details and the spirit of Antichrist is already at work. And I know people are waiting for that one man, but the danger is already present. It's already around. It's already working behind the scenes. At least it was. And now it seems like it's becoming more and more out in the open. Why? I believe because the time is coming ever so quickly that Jesus Christ is returning. If the world is speeding up, that means the return of our Lord and Savior is getting that much closer, and we are that much closer to see our Jesus uh, coming in the air. 
And so if you haven't noticed yet, it's happening. The pieces are coming together right before our eyes. And you know that in the, the one world government, uh, that they are going to control everything, even the words that you can say or cannot say. This First Amendment thing that we have here in America, this free speech thing that we hold dear to, uh, that's not going to be around the one world government. And the Great Reset, that won't probably, that won't be around. You won't be able to speak against the government or what, and express your uh, displeasure at what they may be doing because uh, they're in control and they, they'll, they'll make you pay for uh, saying something or not saying something or just being against them uh, ideologically or, or politically. Uh, they can, they can if, they're, if they're in power and they rule with an iron fist, then they can make you pay and suffer because of, of who you are and what you believe. We've seen the beginning of this here in America just a few weeks ago as the world watched uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of social media. We, the world watched social media shut down the President of the United States, shut down all his accounts. They blocked him. They blocked the president of the the uh, of of America from posting online, and not just him. They 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 started uh, slashing tens of thousands of followers of uh, President Trump. That their their accounts were taken down uh, just for being on uh, expressing their uh, belief in uh, President Trump and what he stood for. And so, so don't think that social media is your friend. Especially who you are and what you believe in. Don't think that social media is going to be your friend. They already have a profile on you. They know who you are. By the things you look at, the things you like, the things you, uh, the, 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 the videos you watch or the comments or posts you, you, you make. They, they've already built a profile of who you are, what type of person you are. And all there, all that needs to happen is the uh, is a um, an evil government to rise to power and to say we don't like this people, this type of people, this type of people, this type of people, and they'll go to hey Facebook, give us a list of names of of these type of people, and guess what? If your profile is going to fall into whatever they deem as evil, guess what? Now you're on the naughty list. And so don't think social media is your friend. Uh, it's it will bite you in the end. And so they started going after Trump and his family and his supporters. And, and the question is, if they did that so quickly to President Trump and his followers and his family, how long do you think it's going to be until they turn their attention and focus on church and the believers in the Bible? that hold to the word of God because the Bible, uh, it speaks against some things out there that the world accepts and the world is signing uh, as uh, uh, President uh, Biden signed in one of his executive orders that protecting transgenderism and that they can go and do what they want and go in any locker room. His first day he signed that in. How can you, how can you say that that is going to be, uh, that, that he's going to be good for the church? When his first day, he didn't do anything for the church, at least not that I know of, but he did sign protection for transgenders and all those people. And so how long is it going to be until their attention starts focusing on 
uh, Christianity. And you don't think it's coming, I think it's coming pretty fast. I'm wondering how long our church will have a Facebook page. I'm wondering that as as we speak. The spirit of Antichrist has been active for over 2,000 years, and it's had quite the head start, hasn't he? But he's going to need all the help he can get because it's not us that he's battling. It's Jesus who he's battling. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And, And he may have jumped the gun on us today, but he hasn't gotten a head start on the truth because Jesus can see the end from the beginning, and Jesus has his will, and his will is going to be done, and I know the will of God is that God is going to reign, and God is going to be victorious, and God is going to win the battle in the end, and so we don't have to worry about the spirit of Antichrist working because we know who's going to win. We know that we're on the winning side right now, and so now's not the time to quit. Now's not the time to be afraid and give in. Now's the time to hold on to truth and stand for truth. 1 Peter 1.19 says, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was ordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. You see, even before the foundation of the world was established, God had a plan. God knew. He knew what was going to happen before it happened. God already declared the end before it all began. And so God had already declared victory even before the first battle, before the first shot was fired. God had already beat the devil. He already whipped him, and he already uh, decided on the, the victory. That's how powerful our God is. Uh, that's how great our God is, and, and what are we to fear, and whom should we be afraid of if that is our God, and if he is on our side, and if he is watching out for us? If we truly believe that our God has already won, that uh, then, then what we are facing now and what we might face in the future is not going to be the end of us. It's that our, the giant that you're fighting right now is going to fall at some point because God has already declared the end and he's already declared the victory, but the devil is trying his best to change the outcome of this war, but there's nothing that he can do. He can't change the end, the outcome. He is powerless when it comes to our God because we know that greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world and and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Why? Because we serve the living God. We serve the almighty God and we abide in his shadow. Since the devil cannot beat our God, what's he going to try to do? He's going to try to come after you and me. He can't, he knows he ain't going to, he ain't going to try to fight God. And so the next best thing is, is to come after his believers. He's going to come after you and me. He's going to try to attack our faith as, as, as we know, try to slander truth. And, but no matter how hard he tries, he cannot do anything to truth. He may try uh, to hurt us or do stuff to us, but he can't do anything to truth. Why? He can't change truth. 
because truth is truth. The truth is not going anywhere. The truth just doesn't go away when it's attacked or slandered. No, the truth stands. And not only does it stand, but the truth will endure to all generations. The truth is not going anywhere. The truth is eternal and it is everlasting. And if you want to endure, then we need to hold on to the truth and to stand for truth and not to ever let it go. Because truth is going to outlast all of us. And it's up to us to decide, are we going to hold on to that? If you want to endure, if you want to stand forever and ever, and, and that can only be done in truth and, and righteousness. And so he'll send, they'll send skeptics our way. They'll, they'll try to get us to doubt, try to dab in some disbelief, and try to get you to believe a lie or to compromise on your beliefs and just kind of just kind of give up or give in just a little bit and, and uh, to let go of the truth and to join the skeptics in disbelief and doubting. But you and I, we cannot afford to become a skeptic, to, to buy into any type of disbelief or to doubt the truth because Jesus said, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The truth has already set me free. There's no way I'm going to turn my back on the truth. The truth has already done so much for me that I cannot tell uh, I cannot tell it all. So why in the times of, of hardship, why would I want to turn on truth? And so when the skeptics come knocking and uh, the, the spirit of Antichrist tries to come, they're not going to be kind. They're not going to be nice. Not going to be uh, ruth. They're going to be ruthless and relentless in their attacks, as you saw just a little bit of it as they they uh, attacked uh, Trump and his family and his his followers. They just they went after him and they just shut everything down, just with a click, boom, silenced. Uh, not only did they did uh, Trump get banned from social media, but all his banks said, we don't want your money here. You can't do business with us anymore. President Trump, we're not, we, we've done business with you for decades and decades and as a businessman and all this stuff. But now the bank says, we're not doing any business with you, Trump. You've got to take your money to another bank because we're not willing to, to work with you. And even the, the, the MyPillow guy, I don't know if you've heard of the MyPillow guy, the greatest pillow ever apparently, the My Pillow guy, who was a close friend of Trump, all of a sudden, because he was a close friend of Trump, now the stores are saying, "We're not selling your pillow anymore." They, I tell you, they're they're not nice. The, the spirit of Antichrist is not nice, especially to somebody who is a believer in Christ. And so they are ruthless, and if they're if they're going to do that to Trump and his supporters, I I hate to imagine what 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 might come. For anyone who believes in the Bible. Because that's a deeper issue than just following a, a politician. Or just following a, the, the president or voting for him. Uh, uh, Christianity and believing the word of God. That's, that's our very being. That, deep, that goes deep down to our soul. That, that has created us uh, after Jesus Christ. And so I hate to imagine the, the, the hatred that's going to come towards uh, anyone who believes in the word of God and upholds the Bible, uh, those that confess that Jesus has come in the flesh. As the saying goes, it's not personal, it's business. But if they come after the church, if they come after you and me, 
understand that it's not personal. And it's going to be hard. It's always hard to say, oh, it's, not per- it's not personal. Trust me, they're not coming after you. But they're coming after the spirit that's in you. That's what they're after. The spirit, uh, uh, the spirit of the Antichrist hates Christ. And so if you happen to have the spirit of Christ in you, that's going to make you a target, not because of who you are, what your name is, or how little money you have. Uh, they're not after that. They're only going to after after you because uh, you uh, obey the word of God and you uh, love truth. As Acts 5.41 uh, says, And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for his name. Whenever the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist comes after you, uh, don't take it personal. Just do like the apostles did and say, oh, I count it worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. That if they're coming to persecute you or, or to come after the church, we should count it as worthy. That, oh, we're not even worthy to be suffered, to suffer for the name of Jesus. That's how we need to look at it because it's not about us, it's about him. This spiritual battle that's been waging for thousands of years, and, and we happen to be around at the time where it's all coming together in these last days. And so... Uh, whether we uh, experience hardship or not, we will soon find out. But if we do, know that it's because of him. It's because of the spirit that dwells inside of us. Second Peter 3 and 3, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. Notice that they're walking after their own lusts, their own desires. They're not concerned about you, not concerned about your feelings. They don't care uh, about what you have to say. They don't care how nice you are or how much money you give to charity. They are walking after their own lusts, and they can easily just say, you're the enemy now. They see you holding on to, to your faith and your Bible, grasping a hold of the truth and, and invoking the name of Jesus Christ in your life. If they see you doing that and, and their agenda is and their purpose is to cast some doubt in your mind no matter what, uh, they're not going to be nice about it. They're, they're not going to play fair. They, they won't obey the rules. They'll rewrite the rules to favor them and not you. Even though you may have been a good person all your life and you've followed the law and, and, and bid uh, an upstanding citizen, it, it, it doesn't matter if, if you are the enemy in their eyes. And that's what the spirit of Antichrist is at work in, in this world and has been at work in the world. He, it wants to, to, to shut down the people of God. Because it knows it cannot defeat the spirit of God. It cannot has no power over God. And so he goes after the people, the supporters of it, uh, 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 of Jesus Christ. And so they're not going to care because they will have the backing of the spirit of the Antichrist and the rest of the world because it's all working together for the great reset. They'll do whatever it takes to take uh, their enemies down, even if it means to lie. And it can just it can happen so quickly. Just a matter of a day. Just just yesterday, the uh, Department of Homeland Security released a a terror watch thing 
uh, talking about domestic terrorists. And they started defining what a domestic terrorist is and what incites them. Uh, one of the things they listed was the, the outcome of the election, uh, the inauguration, all that stuff. If, 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 they, if, if you don't agree with, all, with, with the election or the results of the election, they can label you a domestic terrorist. As of yesterday, just, they just wrote that out. And who's to say that uh, so an evil administration comes along and just says, oh, well, let's expand the definition of the domestic terrorist to somebody who holds on to their God and guns or holds on to the Bible. It can happen so quickly. And I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to scare anybody or, 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 or cause, cause you to be afraid. I'm just saying this is kind of the world that we're living in now. And this is the direction that it's headed. And so we have to understand who we are. We are the people of the living God. And greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. And so if the, the spirit of Antichrist is at work, we know that the spirit of Christ is at work. And he's, out, he's already been working in me. The power of God has already been working in my life. And I, I know what God can do. And I know the power that stands with him. And so I'm going to be with God. And so I'm just trying to focus our attention, at least get us to think about it for a second, of what might happen. The only reason I bring this up is because of, of how quickly I saw that happen to, to, to Trump and, and his supporters. And I, when I first saw that, I was like, man, how long is it going to be until Christianity is next? If, if immediately they just jumped on him and started... Uh, him and his supporters are start banning the, the products from stores, going after any any supporter of him. Uh, I, I think it's maybe uh, uh, it, it definitely is a wake up call. At least I hope it is for you and for all of us. That if they'll do that for uh, a Republican politician and his voters, who's to say? Who's not to say they won't do it for Christianity? It may not be this administration, or, or but at some point. We know the book of Revelation says. And so we have to put two and two together. And I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow and, and we, it may not happen for uh, another hundred years. But at some point it's going to happen. Something like this, what I'm talking about, so at some point it will happen, I'm sure. Uh, whether we're around it for it or not, uh, that's, that's God's plan. But if, if we are here for it, the plan and the purpose is, is, is to not give in to what they're saying, not to give in, not to, to, to give in to unbelief and, and to, to turn on the word of God, but uh, uh, us as believers, we need to stand for truth no matter what, stand for truth no matter what. You can see uh, this isn't anything new. As I said, the spirit of Antichrist has been at work for thousands of years, and even Paul, the apostle Paul, faced this. What we, what we are talking about now tonight, the Apostle Paul lived this. In Acts 24, we see their accusation. It says, uh, we have found this man, a pestilent fellow and a mover of sedition uh, among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. who have also gone about to profane the temple whom we took and would have judged according to our law. And so they've got Paul arrested, and this is their charges they're bringing against Paul. Sedition, that's been a word that's been uh, talked about in the news lately. 
But that's their accusation against Paul. And this is what he says in verse 13. This is his response. He says, they neither found me in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people, inciting mobs, uh, neither in the synagogue nor in the city, neither can they prove the things which they now accuse me. So Paul is being falsely accused. Why? Because the spirit of Antichrist rose up back in those days, and they're trying to take out Paul because he's one of the leaders, leaders of the apostle Paul of the church. I mean, if you shut down Paul, you can do a lot of damage to the church. And so what happens, they just rewrite the rules. They just pass laws. They just they falsely accuse Paul of doing all kinds of things. And he says, that they can't even prove any of the stuff that they're accusing me with now. You see, they, they don't care. The world is not going to care about righteousness. They're not going to care about righteous people because they live in unrighteousness and they're full of sin and, and, they, and they despise the godly and they despise God. And so they don't care. They just want to, to get anything negative out there because they have uh, their agenda is to take out anyone who disagrees with them. And so their agenda is to take out the enemy, and the day is fastly approaching where you and I might become the enemy. We have to understand that because uh, Jesus says we're not of this world. Uh, a friend of this world is enmity with is is the enemy of God. And so if we don't already understand that we are we are the labeled enemy of this world, then then we need to realize that. Because when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're baptized in Jesus' name, and you start living according to the word of God, that's going to set you apart from the rest of the world as Jesus, as God wants us to do. But that also doesn't make you a friend of the world. Separating yourself from sin and unrighteousness, which is everywhere in the world, that's going to make you an enemy of the world at, so, at some point. Um, and whether, I guess it comes down to whether you actually feel the persecution of that or not, um, I guess the time... Uh, remains to see. And so uh, they were trying to take out Paul, falsely accusing him. And so uh, what, do, uh, what do we do when the, the skeptics come? What do we do when the spirit of Antichrist comes uh, against you and uh, starts attacking you and your faith? What is your plan when uh, doubt and disbelief come barreling through your doors? Well, faith is the effective countermeasure for any skepticism, any attack. When the, when the skeptics come, when, when the unrighteous sinners come, and they will, we need to exercise even more faith in those moments than we are now. We need to hold on just a little bit tighter to the truth. We need to strengthen our grip and our, our shield of faith and, and raise it just a little bit higher to withstand the fiery darts of the enemy because when they come, it may not be a smooth ride. No, it's gonna, it'll be a little bit bumpy, a little ugly, and it might get a little messy. But we need to stand for truth and righteousness, just like Paul did, just like all the apostles did, just like all the early church did. They all stood for righteousness. They, they would not back down. And what the world wants you to do is to back down. Musicians, if you would come. Let's look at Paul's continued response to these false accusations, this, this spirit of antichrist that was come against him. Says, but I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy, they call it heresy, 
So worship I the God of my fathers. The way which they call heresy, that's the way that I worship. Believe in all things which are written in the law and in the, in the prophets. And have hope towards God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and of the unjust. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. And so he's saying, uh, the way that I live my life, the way that I worship, now all of a sudden they are labeling it as heresy. They changed the definition of heresy to, to fit their agenda, and now they're accusing Paul of heresy. And he says, what they call heresy, so I worship the God of my fathers. That's, that's, how, that, that's what I call worship. And so what did Paul do when he was faced in that moment? He professed his faith even more. He got even louder and said, no, that's what I call worship. You call that heresy, I call it worship, and I'm not going to stop worshiping God. What you call it, you may call it foolishness. I say I'm here worshiping God, my Savior. If you pass a law making it illegal to worship Jesus, I say I don't praise, if I don't praise him, then the rocks are going to cry out. And so I'm not going to let a rock take my place. Why? Because God has done so much for me. Who am I to turn my back on him? Who am I to give up on Jesus if he never gave up on me? And so what they call heresy, I call worship. And if they're in charge, and they, they will be at some point, if they're not now, they can define what heresy means. And whatever their definition of heresy, it's not going to line up good for the people of God. Because that's what that's the agenda. That's the, the spirit of antichrist is always is antichrist. It's against Christ. And so they labeled Paul a heretic and he was preaching heresy. And he just says, That's that's the way I worship. And so God's done so much for us. He's been too good to us for us to turn our backs on him no matter what happens. Because we need to put on the whole armor of God. And to make sure our the helmet of salvation is strapped on extra tight. We know that we're born again, not of this world, but from another world. Make sure our breastplate of righteousness is secure. That our loins are girt about with truth. And our feet are shy with the gospel, the, of the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we have our, our shield of faith in one hand and the sword of the spirit in the other. And there we will be standing, standing for righteousness, ready to face the truth of the enemy, ready to face the enemy, showcasing our faith like never before. Because conflict is inevitable. So there's a war that is waging for the souls of men. And we have been given the opportunity to choose what side we're going to be on. But it really bakes all down to this. Either you are for God or you are against God. That's the simple terms. Are you for God or you're against God as, as the word of God declares. There's really, there's no middle ground. And if we're in this world long enough.
I'm sure at some point we would be asked what side we're on. That's, there's coming a day, if we're still here, there's coming a day where there won't be any hiding. You won't be able to hide. If you're a lukewarm Christian or not, you, you won't be able to hide because they will come to you and they will ask you, what side are you on? And so the, the purpose of this message tonight is to remind us that we need to make up our minds now what side we're on. Because if, you, if you're not all in for God, then when the times get hard, if they do, then if you're not all in, you can easily just step out. Because the day is coming, and it might be, where you'll ask, what side are you on? You stand with me tonight. I choose to stand on the side of the forefathers that went before us, the, the apostles, the, the believers in Jesus Christ who, who said, no matter what happens, I'm standing for truth and I'm going to hold on to righteousness. As, as Paul instructed Timothy, Paul, the, the heretic, the one who they, who they labeled was preaching heresy, and he's like, I'm just a worshiper of God, whatever you call whatever, I'm worshiping God. Look what he wrote Timothy. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. You see, the only way that we can lay hold of eternal life is to fight the good fight of faith. Hebrews 10.23 says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful, that promise. If God has been faithful to you, he wants us to be faithful to him. You see, when the enemy comes in like a flood, it may sound hopeless to the fearful and unbelieving. But the Bible says something about that when the enemy comes in like a flood. God's got an answer for that. God's got a response ready when the enemy comes in like a flood. It says Isaiah 59. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. You see, God's ready for that battle. Whenever that battle comes, God's not afraid. God's not fearful. God knows when the enemy comes in, God, the spirit of the Lord is going to lift up a standard. That standard is going to push back the enemy. That standard is going to cut down the enemy. Why? Because our sword is a sword of the spirit, the word of God. We have the truth on our side. There's nothing they can do the truth. Truth is going to prevail. And so we are going to stand with God against the enemy. 1 John 5 and 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith comes down to faith. You gonna hold on to the faith or are you gonna let it go? Because it's the, your faith that's gonna help you to become that overcomer. It's that faith that helps you overcome the world. And and Luke 18 and 8 says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, 
Shall he find faith on the earth? It all comes down to your faith. Do you believe in the word of God? Are you going to stand for righteousness? Do you believe that his promises are yea and amen? We're going to hold on and stand for righteousness. In Acts 4, my final verses, when they were arrested, Peter and John, they were arrested. Remember they were preaching and they healed the man at the gate, beautiful. And they got arrested for that. They were beaten. They were told, don't, you can go, but just don't preach the name of Jesus. Go out and preach in the name of our common faith. We'll let you preach that. Don't preach about the name of Jesus. And what do they say? We can't do that. We can't abide. We can't follow that law because Jesus has done so much for us. We're not gonna. We're not gonna abide by that. We can only testify and preach of what we've seen, and and that's the name of Jesus. And so, uh, and they were beaten, and they were threatened, and they were thrown into prison. And 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 here's when they got out. Here's what. Look at their response. Acts four twenty nine. Now, Lord, look on their hearts. This is them praying. Lord, look on their hearts and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done through your name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. After they were told not to speak the word of God, they, they prayed, said, God, we can't abide by that law. God, give us the boldness that we need because we know we're not going to be silenced. We're not going to be quiet. We're not going to stop preaching the name of Jesus. And what happened, they were baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, and they started preaching the, bold, but the name of Jesus with boldness, and signs and wonders and miracles happened, and revival happened. Why? Because the people of God would not be quiet. The people of God would not be silenced. And in this day and age, that's what we need. We need a the people of God to raise their hands and to raise their voices louder than ever before because that's where God's going to get the glory. Come on, let's do that tonight. Let's shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. God's been too good. He, We are on the winning side. We have nothing to fear that we are going to be overcomers. Come on, let's worship the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. By our faith in Him. We have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about, because our God is great. We're on the winning side. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. About strengthen our faith, God. Baptize us with a boldness tonight. God, to speak your word. To stand for righteousness and truth in these last days. With me, how great Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. How great you are, Lord. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Because He's the name. Because you're the name above all names. In the name of Jesus. 
Let's worship him. Let's lift up the name of Jesus one more time. We exalt you in this place, God. God, give us the boldness that we need, God, the courage to stand for truth, the boldness to speak your righteousness, to, to declare your word, God. Help us, Lord, to be that standard, God, that you raise up, God, in the face of the enemy. Hallelujah. Know that, Lord, you are victorious and we are victorious in you. We give you the praise and the glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. And so, just want you to think about it at least once. You don't need to dwell on any kind of doom and gloom, but just think about it. If that day does come, what will you do? And that's what you need to decide now, what you'll do. Because who knows what it might be like. Praying that the rapture comes and you don't ever have to face that. But if, if God tarries and his plan is to come later, a little bit later or whatever, we've got to be ready to stand for righteousness at all times. Amen. No matter what the cost is. Amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed tonight in Jesus' name.